Welcome to the Salty Investors episode number 37. It is Friday, June the 23rd, 2nd, yep. 23rd. Yeah. yeah, how are you this fine uh, June Friday, Tim? Yeah, just getting a bit balder, but, you know, can't complain too much. What about yourself? Yeah, no, no. Living li- living my best life. That's what I'm doing <laughs> down here. Nice. Um, yeah, but uh, some people aren't, and so let's get to that. We'll get to... The salt for the week. So my salt for the week is, as has become standard practice here, is to defend the RBA. This time it is the RBA Deputy Governor, Michelle Bullock, because she said that Australia's unemployment rate will need to rise to 4.5% to tame inflation. Now, mm-hmm. uh, that would be consistent with a loss of about 140,000 jobs, give or take, over an 18-month period. Of course, this sent the unions and uh, you know the Twitterati into a frenzy, and um, Stacey Chanel, uh, acting national secretary of the Australian Workers Union, said that it's truly a broken system when the RBA's message to struggling Australians is: some of you need to lose your jobs, or we'll have to smash you with interest rate hikes. Now, of course, Stacey's socialism and economically. Economic illiteracy is showing here. Now, we don't need to get into what NIRU is, the non-accelerating inflation rate of unemployment. But basically, if you've got a really tight labour market where the demand for labour exceeds the supply, it's going to have upward pressure on wages and you're not going to get inflation down. So you've got, again, this comes back to trade-offs. There's no trophy room. Not everybody gets a ribbon. You have to decide. Do you want consistently high inflation with wage consistently high wage growth that trails inflation you actually lose money over time or do you want to get your inflation back down to the two to three percent range your choice you can't have both stop pretending it's the system because your solution which will be you know socialism is not going to work because it never has um yeah same old story same shit different week yep yeah it's a bit of a shame that People are still thinking this is a good idea and we probably need to go through the pain again of working out that <clears> price <throat> controls and all this other junk that they think is a solution yeah. is all going to have to come back, I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah, no, it's just like, it's, it's the same old thing. Like, yeah, raise the minimum wage. Okay, why don't we just wage it, raise it to 100 grand for everybody? 100 grand a year. Oh, that doesn't work. Well, why not? Oh, yeah. you have to think. You have to think past your emotional reaction to on second second order effects. Oh, yeah, that's, right. no, that's too yeah. hard. That's too hard. I'll I'll tweet something out in an emotional rage instead. Well done. Yeah. And get the mob to pick and go out there at their pitchforks and take on everybody and you know feel resentful and the systems against you and bring the whole place down. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. Just typical, you know, the mob nowadays. But yeah, yep. seems to be they're gonna to have to make a decision somewhere along the line here. I don't know what, which way they're gonna go. But um, yeah, I think some jobs are gonna go. Just to be blunt, you know, like we've had a, a great, great time, you know, with all these jobs recently. So mm. that's it. Especially with um, you know, how's that gonna go with you know, seven hundred thousand net migration in over the next two years um that's what it's being forecast <laughs> yep. and you and you and you want unemployment to go up um i mean a lot of those migrants are going to be um students but uh yeah. it's very easy for students to drop out of university and you know get work but anyway um let's get on to yourself for this week what do you got for us tim um basically the south australian government is thinking of 
doing some stuff to help out renters. And mm. one of the ones is the eviction period, instead of 30 days, they change it to 60 days. And also they're going to allow pets. And I'm just sick of explaining, you know, the economic you know, reasons why, you know, this isn't going to work. I just, now I'm fed up and I'm just asking people, will this help housing supply or, you know, not help mm. it? It's just an easy question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, will this help the housing crisis or not? Um, right. And clearly, this is going to discourage people from investing in housing. Like, clearly, if you're thinking about investing in property, you think, wow, it's getting tougher to do it. Maybe I'll invest elsewhere and, you know, don't invest in housing. Mm-hmm. Then we get less supply and then everyone's complaining about the, you know, the cost of housing and there's not enough housing being built and you destroy the free market and then you start complaining and then you're saying, oh, we need, you know, full communism now. Like, let's, yeah. bring, let's bring back full communism. That's what we need to solve the problem. Yeah. <laughs> communism always works. Didn't you know, Tim? Just have a look at history. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, they just kill, kill the free market with a thousand cuts. And this is just another one that's just added to the list. And then they go, well, why don't you want to invest in houses? Why don't you want to build houses to help people? Like, <laughs> Mm. So yeah. yeah, just getting a little bit cynical, you know. But I'm just bit. trying to simplify it for everybody. Will it help? You know, or is it going to hinder? You know, so mm. not getting responses, yeah. obviously, because people no. just want that little narrative that you know they want a free lunch and there is no yeah. cost. So yeah, that's right. Yep, but they like to live in the world as they want it to be, not the world that is. Yeah, um, they they want. It's it's like wanting to suspend the laws of physics, you know, so that you can leap over tall buildings in a single bound. You know, it's just yeah, that would be nice, but that's not the world we live in. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right, so let's get on to the economic noise uh, of this week. So I'm starting a new segment on this show, and it's called Retail oh. Death Watch. Uh, it, it doesn't mean I think these companies are going out of business. I don't think they're going to die. But I mean, this this was of particular interest because um, best and less. This is their second profit downgrade. I think I've said as what early as last lately as last week. Wait for the second downgrades; they're going to come. So this is their second ground downgrade in in the space of a month. So last um, downgrade, they said that this that the profit for this half to June thirty would be between. 10 and 12 million. That's down the bottom of the announcement there. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be between 3.6 and 4 million. <laughs> and there's going to be a, an impairment charge, which is, you know, we used to call them abnormal items. Uh, they come with all sorts of names. Basically what you should think of them as, as Warren Buffett said, is mistakes. Somebody made a mistake, fucked up, and um, they're going to take an impairment charge of somewhere between 1.5 and 3 million. So they're barely going to break a profit for this half. They're probably going to suspend the dividend um, altogether. They probably won't pay one. And and this is just, you know, I keep highlighting this because this is going to create some great opportunities for buyers um, down the line. Now, best and less is currently, it's interesting because the stock price hasn't moved because there is a buyout offer. It's not really a buyout offer. So it's a, it, Blundy, Brett Blundy, who's the retail guru in Australia, is you know, he's, he's 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 put out an offer to shareholders to buy their stock. Um, so it's basically control. He's not he's not actually going to take the company private. 
it's going to stay listed, but that offer extends until the 27th of this month. So that's just next week. And once that offer's over and he's, I mean, I think he's got two thirds or 70% of the stock at this point. Uh, Once that offer's over, uh, I would expect this share price to fall out of bed. I mean, this is going to plunge through the floor. The offer price is $1.89 and that's about where the share price is now, of course. So, but yeah, I mean, this, this, just watch this space. I mean, we've seen, you saw the horrible numbers from DJs last week. We've seen uh, the the downgrades from um, <clears throat> Adairs, Baby Bunting, um, Dusk. The share prices are getting beat up. This is going to be an interesting area because uh, these stocks are going to, they're already trading on very low PEs. Of course, their dividend yields are not believable because all those dividends are going to get cut. But when the cycle turns, whenever that is, your guess is as good as mine. Um, you know, there'll be there'll be some bargains here. So, yeah. is the board thinking of taking this offer, or there's just no talk? There's no. Oh, I mean, so it's not really. Um... Or shareholders that actually have to make that decision. Yeah, yeah, it's shareholders. So shareholders okay. can just accept the offer and tender their shares, you know, and which is better than paying some brokers. Well, you think to if I was a shareholder, you're thinking. Boy, I mean, yeah. profit downgrades, take the money and run. I mean, like, yeah, exactly. I mean, take the money now yeah. and then you can buy, buy the stock back next week <laughs> yeah. for like a 20% discount. Easy. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so it must be people just not know about it or I don't know. They just think it's a blip oh, I mean, in most, the road or whatever. Most, I don't know. most of them do. But, you know, some people who own these stocks directly don't even take any notice and they won't find out until after it's all happened. And they'll go, well, what happened? You know, and, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, Blundy's got a pretty good track record of um, uh, turning retail around. Okay. Um, he's buying a stock at $1.89. It's going to go way. It, significantly lower than that um so he's comfortable with his price uh so you got to look out two or three years try to look through all the doom and gloom it's hard to do it's very hard to do Easy reality, to say, hard yeah. To do. Yeah, yeah. yeah um well you don't know yeah, it's two to three years do you like you got no nah. no idea is the garden variety or you know no landing yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah like yeah, yeah exactly is it worse you know um, so mm. yeah i mean that, that's that's a strange thing here because australia has avoided a recession more than 30 years um a proper one and um you know we we, we might actually get one yeah um for yeah. change mm-hmm. it might be like the 90s where the us had a very mild recession and we had a pretty nasty one um, mm. rather yeah. than the other way around anyway let's watch the retail space uh there's more carnage to come um thought this was interesting so this comes from macro business guys um now it you know bank credit fell again and has not risen in eleven months. Now it looks on that chart like a tiny mm-hmm. blip, mm-hmm. but I mean this is it, I mean this is like retail sales. It very rarely goes negative, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean just sort of up and to the left. Population growth sees to that um, up and to the right. Sorry, and you know you can see in the financial crisis it just sort of went sideways and mm-hmm. slightly down, um, and so. What the point here is to say that this matters. I mean, credit is the lifeblood of the bloody yeah, yeah. economy. I mean, it's how things get done, it's how projects get started, um, and so this 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 tightening in credit is significant. And I think it's not getting probably as much mm. coverage 
as yep. it should be because mm-hmm. it's fairly significant. I mean, you, that, that that graph goes back to 1986, you know, um, yep. and this is really the only second sort of discernible downturn you can see outside yeah. the GFC. Well, even the COVID, it just went sideways. It hasn't didn't actually yep. go down there like it's still uptrending. So this is refinancing as well, I'm guessing. So must be refinance mm. credit or straight up. Don't yeah. know. Don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah, not sure. Not sure. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. Would, you would think so if it's mm. if it's total rent credit. Yep. Um, and you know this is just a year over year. And again, um, so you're approaching zero year over year growth in bank credit, which is only you know in the last again in the last 35 years that's only happened sort of uh, the GFC every you know every year you've seen year over year growth in bank credit. So if it's about to go negative, you know, that that's something to pay attention to. Can't emphasize enough how much credit greases the, the wheels of the economy. I mean, <laughs> it is, it's the way we run, you know. Gone are the days when people save money and then... <laughs> capital. Cash you Put up equity, your own capital, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what a waste of time that is! You know, just get some free, just get some free stuff. Uh, leverage, anyway. leverage. Everyone, you can't run the economy without leverage. Yeah, so yeah, that's a bit. So M two must be freaking falling off a cliff as well. Like I feel that's, mm. you know, contracting yeah. here a bit. So, mm. but yeah, it's important. It's just it's one of those things. I think that because you know we had the the few banks that went out of business. You know, the few runs on the banks and. It seemed like a crisis, and the crisis was averted. But it hasn't. That hasn't gone away. It's. It's. That was sort of the warning shot of a bigger problem. I think. Yeah. Um, um, credit conditions. So this is just you know asking um, borrowers and and you know corporate borrowers as well. You know, okay. um, credit conditions look pretty shitty. Um, that's uh, the availability of loans compared to three months ago getting mm-hmm. worse. Again, you know, it was the worst in the GFC. And um, the one at the bottom is, do you expect easier credit conditions going forward? <laughs> the last reading is a minus 10, which is the worst it's been. They've only got five years five years of data there. So credit's getting harder to get as well as contracting. So, you know, it's just, you know, it's just one more a sort of nail in the, co- in, in the coffin. I see Howard okay. Marks memo or his team put out one and they're like rubbing their hands together going finally we'll be able to you know this is their this is their area you know they're finally getting yield like so this is what they love yeah this is what they wait for yeah yeah yeah. go in and have a look at all that distressed debt and just Uh you know throw out the ones that are too risky and and buy the other ones yeah i mean yeah they're saying even european stuff you know you're getting eight nine percent you know on yep you know highly rated stuff like no one talks about this stuff anymore like well that's no. it's all equities but yeah yeah that's coming back into vogue i think yeah, it's it's, going... it's 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 too boring for a <laughs> yeah, lot of people, yeah. right i mean it's just oh yeah corporate credit who who, who does that <laughs> yeah. yeah the serious people there yeah. but how about he's like yeah i'm sure he'd be looking forward to this period like he's gonna actually get yeah. a few chances here to deploy some serious cash so yeah yeah, so the I guess the the upshot is the no landing camp is that's that narrative's in danger. 
Yeah. Yep. No landing mm-hmm. as opposed to I, I, who knows if it's soft or hard, but I think no landing, we might be able to take that off the table. Who knows? Yeah. Um, let's get on to United Health Group. What do you got <clears throat> for us, Tim? Well, yeah, United Health Group is something that we don't normally look at. Um, but, you know, since everything's, the market's rallying really hard, even with interest rates rising, I thought I'd look elsewhere. Um, Medicare yeah. costs have increased, so United Healthcare is down 9% over the last 12 months. Um, United Healthcare is, United Health is basically a health insurance company. It's the world's 11th or 10th largest company by revenue and the largest healthcare company. They've been around since 1974. Um, and they did well after political donations helping Obamacare get passed. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, well, look at that stock price since 2010. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so it's up 1,400% compared to a pitiful 250% for the S&P 500. Who said political donations don't pay? Look at that. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, yeah. And now Republicans are not going to get rid of Obamacare, you know, and the uh-huh. economies of scale. Like it's going to be really hard for new people to enter this market. Mm. Um, so earnings are forecast 10% a year and growing at 18% over the last 12, 12 months. Analysts have it underpriced by about 20 to 30%. They're buying back stock. They've got a good dividend yield. Price to free cash flow, you know, hasn't been this good for a long time. You look at the return on invested capital and margins. You know, they're not, yeah. you know, brilliant, but you're getting they're a more, terrible. yeah, yeah. Mm. But you're getting a more run-of-the-mill type, you know, stable type, defensive type option with this. Mm. Um, yeah, if we flick over and look at the, um, the balance sheet, you know, they've got, you know, nearly 40 billion of debt. You know, this yeah. is a very large company, obviously, you know. Um, and, you know, but they've got like 34 billion in free cash flow coming in. So, yep. there's no problem there. Like, it's a large number. Like, you know, that sort of freaks people out. But, you know, look at the total assets. They just keep increasing and increasing. They're just dominating. You know, it's just one of these, the government mandates something and it just, it's just hell for anybody to compete against it when you're this mm-hmm. big because you just got, you know, you just got a team of compliance officers, you know, 50 of them doesn't matter if you add an extra three or four, but if you're a new business trying to get into this area, it's impossible. There's just no way that you could go, oh, let's go start a freaking healthcare insurance company. You're freaking crazy. Um, I don't see it changing anytime soon. You know, it's not that expensive. Um, It's a bit of growth, but you're not going to get very much growth here. It's It's a bit too defensive for me personally, but, you know, we should be keeping our options open. Like so what the share price has come off because what the investment returns on the float have been poor or, or what what well theoretically the that'll increase you know but you know as they lock mm. in higher rates but it's just the medicare prices um that they have to fund out you know hospitals mm. inflation and everything has gone through the roof uh, right. wages yeah. and you know that imagine what a wage wage is going to be for you know all the staff and everything they have to pay to, for a medical procedure astronomical in the US. So everyone's, you know, Medicare costs are going crazy. Well, you know, like they don't have like a social system like we've got in Australia. So a lot of companies that help pay for this is included in your salary package. So that's why they get these economies of scale that are so huge. So 
because new people come on all the time. Yeah, so just Obamacare, you know, all the libertarians out there just are crying because, you know, look at this, like 1,400% versus 250 for the S&P, you know. Right. <laughs> so, you know, political donations do work, you know, and mm-hmm. the Republicans don't even talk about it now. It's like off the cards, this is locked in. This is basically locked into the US economy now. I can't see yep. it. You know, it's got a moat around it now. Like, it's pretty hard to disrupt it now. It's been left too long. Um, just yeah, very, well, I mean, the, yeah, the, yeah. the Republicans didn't even have a plan to re- repeal Obamacare. They, they said, remember, they, the, the, the catch line was repeal and replace. Well, the repeal part they had down because that's pretty easy to do, but they had nothing to replace it with. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have a plan. So, uh, Yeah, it's just all talk, you know, trying to yeah. talk t- tough. But, yeah. yeah. It's in now, and the results are crazy. So, but it's in it's in the top ten companies in the S and P five hundred, right. and no and one really in market, in market cap size. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no one really talks about it. So I thought, you know, I'll give it a little bit of love. It's not something that, you know, just the margins and the return on invested capital bloody hard with this amount of assets. You know, look at the assets: yeah. two hundred fifty billion assets. You know, it's bloody What's hard. A... To... Why is there no gross margin number there? Yeah, I don't know, but you yeah, see the op- to figure it out. Mm. Operating yeah. margin is not, yeah, it's not great, is it? But yeah, I guess that's the nature of their business, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're sort of getting the Costco type, you know, lock in, obviously, mm. not as nice. Um, but, but this isn't going to go anywhere. Like, you look at 10 years, people still want healthcare and they're going to want the lowest cost healthcare that they can get. Um, yeah the best value and this is it. So <laughs> it's sort of like Geico, you know, yeah. Geico is a, is a very similar type model. You know, everyone wants car insurance, but they don't want to pay a whole heap for it. So yeah. Geico was the lowest cost provider. Um, that, that was their moat. So it's very similar, but how much can this grow? Um, I think we've had a pretty good run for 10 years. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Yeah. since Obamacare so um, yeah but still you know if you're looking for something defensive and you want a bit of a dividend yeah this isn't too bad but it's just hard yep. at the moment what do you what do you invest in like like if you had money to deploy what are you going to do like yeah. you're stuck so yeah, yeah. yeah. alright there you go ladies and gentlemen United Health and um that's that's the stock for this week, and um, we'll see you next week.